Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving the digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. Welcome to the 50th episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with your co-hosts Jenny from the Blockchain and Michael Keane. We are live on Twitter Spaces right now. We have nine of our previous guests on to celebrate our 50th podcast episode with us. Newbie, Chief of Staff at Eternal from episode 27. Mumbot, creator of Mumbot World from episode 31. Henry G, co-founder of Non-Fungible Fungi from episode 33. Swicky, owner of Elite Ape Kiki from episode 35. Crypto Storm, founder of Woman from Venus from episode 41. Carlini, founder of Penelope's Country Club from episode 43. Sarah Script, Story Emporium artist from episode 45. Giovanni, the co-founder of Smilesverse from episode 47. And finally, my twin sister, Steph Sudo, head of community for Cryptoids from episode 49. Sheesh, crazy. Thank you all so much for being a part of our 50th episode celebration. <laughs> thank you all for showing up to our 50th episode party. I also want to especially thank our listeners that are here on the live Twitter spaces. We appreciate you. And we hope to bring you an amazing live show. Um, and then I also want to thank all of our listeners that are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever other platform you're listening to this on. Okay, so before we get started, um, I'm going to break down how this show is going to go. We really have a jam-packed show for today. We're going to try to, you know, fit in as much as we possibly can. So I'm going to say the breakdown really quick. Um, first of all, we're going to have Michael and Andy give us their little speech, a 50th episode speech. Um, then we're going to do a rapid fire Q and a section where, uh, I'm going to ask all of the speakers a question, one question. Um, and then after that, that should be the first, that should cover the first half hour. Then after that, we are going to move into the second segment, which is going to be a Q and a section with me, Michael, and Andy. So those of you listeners who have wanted to, you know, be able to talk to us and, you know, be on the show and ask a question or, you know, maybe you just want to say feedback or make a comment, that'll be the section for you to come up, say your thing. So, you know, if you haven't already thought about what you want to say, think about it. And our final segment is going to be kind of like a shill segment, I guess, there's actually a solid amount of people that always reach out to like, oh, can we pay you to come on and whatever. So you know what? If you've been wanting to, to be on the show, like this is kind of your opportunity. Um, the last segment is going to be like an opportunity for you to kind of pitch us your project or, you know, talk about what you're working on. Maybe you just want to talk about your favorite project that you're invested into, whatever it is. Um, and so that'll be the third and final segment, and that'll be a whole one and a half hours that we have here. So anyway, that was a lot. Um, 
I'm going to hand the mic over to Michael now and let him say a little, say, say a few words about our 50th episode. Cool. Well, I didn't prepare anything. You didn't let me know that I uh, needed to, but I am happy to chat it up. I want to first. I want to thank Andy and thank you, Jennifer. We've had an amazing run so far. This has been super fun. I want to thank all of our listeners. Like it's been incredible. I'm looking at Buzzsprout right now. We have you know 160 thousand downloads, and I think that many more listens as well. Um, all the amazing guests we've had. A lot of you are up on stage. You guys are incredible. Um, just people in the audience, people that we've spoken about on the show are here. VGF. Simon Goldberg, Zoe, who else is here? NFT Nikki, who works with NFT Catcher, indisposable member, like really amazing people. It's it's all about the community. We wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for all of you guys. We started back in August. We were getting, you know, a hundred or two hundred downloads an episode. Now we get a couple thousand on the first day every time we drop one. It's been so much fun, so much positive feedback. The Discord is is awesome. The community in there, so much great feedback. So I'm just really happy to be here and to do this. And thank you, Jennifer, for setting this up like you did. You did an incredible job um, getting this episode ready. Yay, that was great. And and thanks for shouting out some of the people that are in the audience as well. Yeah, it's cool to see a lot of familiar faces. Um, Andy, I'm curious if you, you have anything you want to say uh, for this 50th episode special. No, it's just a lot of the same things Mike was saying because it, this is like the, the audience and like the listeners are truly what I think makes it special. Just the NFT space in general, just because uh, just as a podcast, yeah, like Mike said, we started out like I guess with a couple hundred, but uh, it grew to thousands and that's really good numbers in podcasts. Like uh, it's not that we, we do pretty well for just being a, a podcast under one-year-old so you guys are really passionate it says a lot about the space and uh i don't know just thanks a whole lot and hopefully you're in for the ride for us because we really want to go so much further so i mean this is just the beginning that's about it yeah we do we couldn't we couldn't do it without you andy you don't talk a lot on the podcast but we 100 percent could not do this without you man well it's all all together (laughs) thank you we're a team we're a team you guys are awesome nice all right thank you for that yes um That was great. And honestly, Andy seriously is our glue. Like he keeps everything together and we seriously would not be able to have this whole podcast without him. Um, And yeah. Okay. So let's, let's uh, transition here now to our rapid fire Q and a, like I said before, we have nine of our previous guests on, which, oh my God, seriously, thank you guys so much for like agreeing to be on and, and being a part of this. Like that makes me so happy. Like, you know, even if it's just for a little bit, like just the fact that you guys are here and, um, you know, supporting and, and, and being a part of this special, uh, monumental episode just really means a lot. So thank you so much for that. But I'm going to jump into the questions. So I'm going to start with newbie actually, because she was our first guest on here. I think our first guest ever was, uh, Extreme Tom, but Newbie was our second guest ever and our first guest ever on this. So anyway, Newbie, question for you. Let me see here. Okay, so as someone who has been working in the Web3 space for over a year, um, what is one piece of advice you can pass on to people wanting to work for companies in the Web3 space? Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me, Jen, um, Michael. It's been awesome. But, you know, 
I can only speak from my own experience. And as with any other job, I would advise anyone who wants to get into the space to first evaluate. Why do you want to work in this space? What kind of work do you want to do? And what skills do you have that you think are transferable? And then educate yourself with whatever is happening in the particular space you want to be in. So that involves, you know, NFTs, Web3, crypto, any um, tangential space that could help you in that job. And then immerse yourself within the culture and the community. I think there are three things that are super easy to do in this industry that you don't see in any other industry, which can give you a leg up in moving into this space. And one of them is establishing a presence. Like it is such a young, young space. We all live in Twitter, get involved in the communities. And then the second one is contribute meaningfully, whether that's just through writing tweets, writing articles, um, helping people, which is what I did before, and then getting involved in the projects that you like. I think establishing a presence and really contributing meaningfully and, you know, like letting it, know, letting it be known that your heart is in the right space could also be the difference between you applying for jobs and you actually getting reached out to for jobs. And I know everyone in the speaker right now here <laughs> up in the stage have done this so well. Um, and, you know, they've all found good homes in the space. And then three, take the opportunity to network. Like a lot of people are building, you never know who you meet. This space provides so much opportunity to directly talk to people, whether that's online or IRL and to build relationships. But I guess the last advice that I would give is the industry is very uncertain. You know, it's not like you're just working for a startup that you don't know what the future is. The whole industry is kind of like up in the air. You need to be okay with that um, and have enough conviction about the future of it and, you know, make plans accordingly. So those are my advice. Thank you so, so much, Nibi. Um, same question for Steph Sudo as well. As someone who's been working in the Web3 space for over a year, what's one piece of advice you can pass on to people wanting to work for companies in the Web3 space? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I would definitely say, um, trying to think of a different answer, I, I would say like if you don't have any experience, um, and let's just, let's just say like me, like you were a server in a restaurant before and you don't necessarily have like transferable skills or your resume doesn't look that good, I would recommend volunteering, you know, and getting your foot in the door by potentially working for free to start, which I know a lot of people don't want to work for free. But, you know, if uh, you're really adamant about working in the space, then I, I think working for free to start at least a little bit is going to be worth it in the long term, especially if you don't know, like Noob said, you don't know, you know, which companies are going to stick around and which ones aren't. We're in such a new space. Um, potentially volunteering for multiple different projects that you're interested in. Um, and then, you know, seeing how they actually operate behind the scenes and figuring out, okay, who, who do I want to work with? Um, you know, uh, because there's a lot of different teams and not everyone's structured the same. And that's how I got my foot in the door was I, I was a moderator for NBA Top Shots Discord. Um, and that kind of propelled me into uh, where I am today. So I would definitely say get your foot in the door by working. Uh, the best, easiest job to get as a volunteer is a moderator in a Discord. Thank you for that one, Steph. All right. 
moving on to NFT artists. We're going to start with Mumbot here. And my question for you, Mumbot, is as an established NFT artist, what is one piece of advice you can pass on to artists looking to make the jump into Web3? Ooh. <laughs> By the way, happy 50th episode. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks for having me. Um, hmm. So what was the question exactly? What? Okay, so basically, like, for, for artists that are ready, maybe they're in real life artists, maybe they're Web2, you know, social media artists. Uh, what's a piece of advice you can give to, to artists that are looking to make the jump into Web3 and start, you know, minting their art onto the blockchain and selling it? I would say, you know, it depends on, like, where you're at. I would say, like, I, I mean, when I onboard artists, for example, I kind of try to find out, like, What's their intention? What where are they coming from? Um, have they done any research? Because you have to, you know, do a lot of research before you enter the space. You have to consume a, a decent amount of content, and you know, I just I would want to make sure that they have the right mindset, and also, you know, just some of the basic um, stuff down. And then, you know, moving forward from there, like you know, I I try to kind of see like what they have to offer like what what are they doing what exactly would they want to be like doing like a one of ones would they be wanting to do some big projects some people have like want you know this like epic idea for like a giant project and you know maybe i would help guide them depending on what they're motivated to be doing exactly um and it also depends what kind of art they make right so all of these things are um, like if I'm talking to other people from like the toy space, like myself, then, you know, I'll ask like, Hey, are you kind of interested in combining physicals with your NFTs as utility? And, you know, we'll kind of, I'll talk to them about that. And I, I would recommend, of course, joining communities of other creatives. Um, because like, for example, at the ghost club, which is the community that I founded, you know, that's a, a really helpful place for people to connect with other artists uh where we all uplift each other educate each other um and like you know just share resources and people collaborate together there's a lot of different kinds of advice i could offer so um i hope that some of those are helpful yes thank you so much for that um i'm gonna ask swiki the same question as an established nft artist what is one piece of advice you can pass on to artists looking to make the jump into Web3. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry about my voice. <laughs> um, I would say it's a little bit cliche, but to say to be a part of the community and really immersing yourself, building trust within communities and not for the sake of being an artist, but, you know, this is like where your home will be now, you know, to to kind of grow kind of like this new artistry life and like also support the people who are there backing you up as well. So I don't really see it as like making friendships to be an artist. I see it more as we're all collaborating and supporting each other in that way. Um, being bold to your vision and not, but also not being afraid to change or pivot if something isn't working for you personally. Um, it, there's a huge difference of course, between, you know, these like big 10 K projects and, you know, you as an independent artist. So really like distinguishing that factor is really important because at the beginning, I felt like I was getting really bogged down and like, oh, well, you know, I'm not providing the same types of things that this project is providing. And it's like, that's not really what 
you know, artists are there for. So I feel like it's easy to get swept up in that, but, um, you know, you just have to kind of ground yourself. And, uh, as a creator, you need to like, listen to yourself, feel and communicate, trim the fat, you know, get rid of the noise. Um, you know, as a collector too, like I enjoy buying things that resonate with me. For example, um, Siobhan Wong just came out with by proxy and she did, you know, this crazy like 3D modeling of a face of her face and her best friend's face mixed with photography in the background. So it's like this AI 3D model, like photorealistic thing. And it's just like, that's not really what got me. What got me was that the picture was of a little girl in her room, like after school, listening, listening to her cassette tape, you know? And so that was just like really personal for me because I used to listen to music when I got home from school. So something like that, um, you know, connecting with people in a very personal way. Um, I found that vision boarding and documenting is really, really helpful for artists as well. And I think everybody says this in this space. There's just really no shortcuts. You've really got to do the work and be involved um, on top of the art. And it's not to say that you have to like, you know, give up all of your time. It's just really important to kind of just be there present with the community. Thank you, Swiggy, for that answer. Final NFT artist specific question is for Sarah Script. Uh, same thing as an established NFT artist. What's one piece of advice you can pass on to artists looking to make the jump into Web3? Well, I think Mamba and Swiki already did a great job, but um, just going off of that, I would say be a friend in the space and support and retweet artists that you really appreciate and want to lift up. Um, I feel like we're moving away from like the followers and your page to more of like community-based community building in Web3. And so, yeah, and in that, like, don't be afraid to share your art every so often, but definitely be a friend and support others. It's free. You can comment, you know, and, you know, ask them how they did something or say that you really like a piece. Um, and if you're lucky enough to be able to be a collector, that's great too. Um, but yeah, just um, be a friend and give back more than you take. Thank you, Sarah. All right. So moving on to, I'm going to ask Giovanni um, and the rest of the four guests up here this question about being an NFT founder. Giovanni, as an established NFT founder, what is one piece of advice you can pass on to future founders starting their own NFT project? Oh, um, I'd have to say, honestly, it's just be yourself. I feel like in this space, there's there's so much noise and it's, it's super easy to get caught up in it because the communication loop is, is direct to founder in this space, which is different from a lot. And we get an overflow of information of what we should and shouldn't be doing. But when you start doing things that others are doing more often than not, you know, it's usually too late and that won't have much of an impact. And, and the space will basically have moved on from that point. So stay true to yourself and what you want to build, you know, adopt the feedback where necessary, but always stick to your mission. Some things you're building towards, it, it may take time. You know, some things happen sooner than later. And it seems like in this space, we don't have much time. But take the small steps towards your vision, you know, each day. Adapt where you need to. But, you know, one day you'll have something bigger and, you know, better than you originally thought. Thank you, Giovanni. Henry G, one piece of advice. What's up? Founders. Um, What's first up? of all, congrats on um, 
50 episodes guys amazing really got so much time for your show and it's a pleasure to be back and uh many more episodes to come hopefully um one piece of advice oh god i would say understand that the gravitas of what it takes to be a founder of a project make sure you're doing it for the right reasons um i don't think many people understand the kind of immortal nature of the blockchain and everything you do is essentially your legacy um understanding that and making sure that the things you are doing represent like your your ambitions and your goals and you're not just replicating what's what's already out there um and realizing that this sort of stuff is the shelf life is not really defined at this point so i think it's really important to make sure you're as um the previous speaker said staying true to yourself and constantly pushing the envelope um have a lot of pride in what you're doing uh, making sure you're going beyond the status quo and trying to avoid the the cliche marketing techniques that are out there right now. I think we have a real problem with the kind of um, predatory techniques that are being used right now. Lots of retweets and inflated numbers. And it's it's really the furthest away from organic it can be right now. Um, I always tell people when they're starting their new projects, um, some of me, I consider myself quite a pretentious snob, which sounds like a, a, a bad trait, but as a founder, it can be quite a good thing. Um, I always ask myself before I launch an activation or I start a marketing campaign, what would I find interesting? What would I like to partake in? And what would make me excited? And if you can ask yourself those questions before you actually start the, the campaign and you're not just following the blueprint of someone else, um, I think you can really start to unlock the infinite potential that's out there. Like we're not limited um, to the traditional marketing techniques that we've seen in Web two for the last twenty years. We're not limited to retweets and Discord giveaways. There's such an open world of what you can do. Um, just some examples: of what we do, we we run the non fungible fungi project, and we try and do engaging IRL activities to spark people's imaginations. And we're doing things like foraging challenges we're doing irl art competitions um we spend 10 hours a night doing our community quizzes and coming up with 30 questions and making sure it's funny and engaging and one last thing i'd like to say as well um if you're going to be do working with charities please make sure you actually care and you're doing it with charities that actually make sense and you're making a tangible difference and you can explain where the money's going and for example we we have the founders come on for the charities we work with and we let them come on our twitter spaces and explain what they're doing i feel like charity work at its very core is amazing of course and i'm not talking shit about anyone else's efforts but if you really care about the charity you're raising money for make sure you turn up and make sure you give them time of day to actually talk about where the money's going and why people should be interested in that so sorry that was like uh, a few different things but that was uh, a few pieces of advice i would give to new founders Thank you, Henry. Crypto Storm, piece of advice to new founders. Hi, thank you for having me, Jenny. Happy 50th. Um, man, Giovanni and Henry definitely like hit it on the, the, the hammer right there. Um, definitely staying true to yourself is very important. Never forget why you started um, because, you know, you you it's easy to have like, the, you know, that FUD like bother you and that auto suggestion of what you should be doing. So never forget why you started. It's very important. Also, like um, providing that full transparency to your community. Um, you always have to remember that nothing is ever going to go as planned. Nothing is ever going to be as perfect as you may want it, because when it comes to being a founder, um, you have to have a team. And so you have to depend on others. And, you know, we all have um 
you know, just different ways of working. And sometimes we make mistakes and things happen. So you just have to learn from your mistakes. And just if something does happen, you know, be very transparent with your community. Um, and also before you even start a project, like get involved with communities. Um studying lots and lots and lots of studying and research um learn from different projects and like i got asked this question today like you know how did i get to this project and how did i build it and um i think the best advice for anyone is what are you looking for you know create that build that and i think it will take you really far thank you storm finally bringing it home for us here carlini What's one piece of advice you can pass on to future founders starting their own NFT project? Hello, hello. Um, well, if anyone's listened to me on any podcast, I'm not very good at sticking to a, a two-minute time limit, but I'll try my best. Um, even, even an hour, I break that every time. Uh, congrats on 50 episodes, and that's kind of, I guess, the main thing. Uh, it's going to be persistence, uh, and you've got that yourself you two getting 250 in the first place but persistence it's going to be hard and make sure as others have said you're here for the right reason because that will help you stick around when it gets hard also sort of not web free specific but maybe everything but reach out um if your idea is worth it don't give up keep going, get the right people in the right place to support your weaknesses. Uh, you won't be good at everything because no one is, uh, but you can find, you can pluck the right people from different places and don't be scared to turn Web2 people for the right roles. Uh, if you've been around Web3 long enough, you'll know which ones you need Web3 natives and which ones sort of Web2 you can you can turn people to to be web free natives via that role, uh, and if you don't, you can ask founders who have been there before. Founders are, I mean, just look at this look at this stage. Look how easy it is. Uh, it's it's hard to get people together, but sending a DM is so easy. You could DM every one of us on the stage, just anyone listening now, and I bet you get at least three replies within a day, and six within a week. You know. Also, don't do it on Twitter because there's this message request thing and it's horrible. And when you go in there, it's just people promising me like £5 million for a retweet and then they try and scam me. Um, we're, we're on the edge of tech here. No one really knows where Web3 is going to be in a year, let alone five years. And that makes it hard to plan a business because you need to be able to pivot sort of as soon as some new thing that whatever your business is, you might have an amazing thing created by someone drop in six months time. And you really should be focusing on that. So you just have to keep your eyes open as well. And finally budget well, because bear markets can happen. And you all have read Twitter and people have said we've been in about 15 bear markets in the last two years. We haven't seen one. They can be very brutal. Uh, 2018, 2019, summer 2020 was really hard for founders. And I wasn't even one at that time in this space. I could just see sort of how hard they were fighting and the money involved was so small that it was hard for them to get a big team together. Right now, incredibly easy. So plan ahead, get your funds ready so that if liquidity does dry up uh, and the cash is gone, you're prepared. 
Uh, and I guess finally, don't forget to have fun. We're here because it's our passion. Don't let that burn out. And this, the main point of NFTs, I believe, if you if you take away sort of taking physical ownership and getting as close as we can to that online, is connection. And that is for most people fun. So have fun, connect with people, and just do your best. Thank you, Carlini. Woo! We did it! Let's go! Wow, oh my god, that was actually pretty crazy. Like, nine people, 30 minutes? Damn. All right, I feel like I feel like I can relax a little bit now. I was, like, low-key pretty stressed out. Like, But, okay, that's great. Um, and also, all of your answers were amazing. I didn't want to, like, you know, butt in with my own, you know, biases or whatever. I just wanted it to flow and let everybody be able to listen, you know, to your raw answers uh without you know me kind of butting in or anything like that but thank you all so much once again henry crypto storm sarah script steph pseudo swicky carlini mumbot newbie giovanni really appreciate you all for taking the time out of your day i know i just said half an hour so i'm gonna let you all go now um and we're gonna transition to the next segment but yeah really appreciate you all yeah, that was that was amazing. Everybody that's listening, everyone that just spoke, I mean, they, they were our previous guests and they weren't talking to for an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, really amazing people. Great answers. We appreciate you guys coming up. Thank you all for, you know, believing in us, being on that the podcast, people that I really respect in this space, um, all of you guys. So hopefully we could even do it again sometime, sometime in the next 50, 100 episodes. We'd love to have everybody back. Thank you guys for showing up for this and given your uh, expertise. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All Love right. It. Thank so you. What, so what do we got going on? What do we got going on next? Now we're allowing the uh, community to come up and ask some questions. Are we, right? are we be- putting ourselves as listeners now? Yes. I can move all of you to listeners or you can move yourself. Um, and you know, you can leave or you can stick around, whatever you want to do. Let me see if I can. Uh... Congrats again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Follow these guys too, everyone. Everyone, uh, give them a follow. Yeah, definitely give a follow to people for. Uh, and then people in the audience, I guess you could start to request if you like to come up and say hello. Yes, and we already have requests as well. Also, um, what was I going to say before we get started on that? Um, yeah. Yeah, like like Michael was saying, all the people that just spoke have full dedicated episodes to them so you know if you haven't already like go back and listen to those interviews they're really great um really good ones so yeah we have that available on apple spotify you know whatever else and yeah now we're moving into the q a section so this is really um a chance for people to just come up and ask me and michael a question it's mostly for people that have been listening to the podcast um, you know, if you're just kind of random popping in here, you know, maybe save it for the third segment, which is more of like the shill segment, talk about your project. But this is kind of dedicated time to people that have been listening to our podcast, uh, you know, for several episodes and, and want to kind of be able to talk to us live on a, on a show. So um, I'm going to add Trash Panda Tribe up here first, who, by the way, has, oh my gosh, given so much awesome feedback uh through dms 
Um, and he's very supportive of the show. Jason is his real name, and I really appreciate Jason. Uh, so I'm going to add him in here as our first guest, or our first um, Q&A guest. And then, yeah, anyone, you know, if you have something to say, go ahead and request. I see some requests already. I'm just going to let people up kind of one at a time, maybe two at a time, actually, because there's that connecting period. Yeah, I should probably do two at a time. Okay, classic Craig, add you up as well. Yeah, Trash Panda is stuck in uh, in limbo right now. So, uh, oh, what's God. up, classic Craig? We'll move. We'll move on. Yeah, that. yeah, love what y'all do. I'm loving this uh, this live episode. Congrats on on fifty. Obviously, next milestone probably probably a hundred. So, what do you guys think is going to be a part of your guest curation? Get, like lay out who some that you're going after if possible obviously if there's sure. secrets i respect the hell out of that but i'm just so intrigued because it's awesome where you got to and where you're going yeah i mean in general the guests that jennifer and i try to have on are, are people that we respect projects that we like it hasn't been so much of like a pre-drop like hype up you know a lot of like when you have founders of a project and they're getting ready to launch, they try and go on every podcast that kind of hasn't been our thing. It's kind of been, you know, people that we're friends with people that we think are doing an awesome job, people that we're interested in talking to. I mean, um, you know, my, everybody knows my ultimate goal to have a guest is Gary V, you know, so hopefully that'll happen. Um, but you know, just, I, there's uh, I don't I don't know if I can name too many names. I don't know what you think, Jennifer, but that's kind of the the kind of the ethos we take is is tr- just trying to have you know when there's a project we really like, we try and get the founder or people in the community that we think are really cool and are relevant and have something to say. Um, you know, yeah, that's kind of what I would say. Yeah, all that was great, and bouncing off of that. I will leak our our next guest because, you know, why not? We're going to have Franklin, who, I don't know, how many apes is he pushing? 48 or something? We got to get the facts straight. 47, I think. 47. Okay, 47. Okay. Pushing 47 apes. So, yeah, we're going to get him on next. He's our next guest. Um, But, yeah, like Michael was saying, it's really just people that we both kind of know and trust or projects that we really believe in. And we really try to make it. Um, you know, when I was saying earlier, people always try to, you know, pay to get on the show. I was not lying. Like I get so many DMs of people being like, how much does it cost for me to come on? And it's like, dang, like we could really be, you know, selling out here if we wanted. But, um, but, you know, we kind of like keeping it, we, we like having the control of who gets on. There's no real process besides Michael and I coming together and kind of, Okay, you know, we'll talk about some of the people we respect. We we'll put together a list. You know, we'll we'll reach out. Um, of course, not everyone responds. There's a lot of people that, you know, I'll reach out to and they'll, you know, that they won't reply back to me, and that's okay. You know, shoot your shot. But, um, but yeah, hopefully, as we grow more in the space, we can also get um, bigger people as well. You know, maybe I don't know some people that are harder to reach. Maybe we'll be able to 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 reach soon. We'll see how it goes, but. Yeah, it's kind of the process. I really appreciate you guys diving in on that. I'm excited to keep listening along and uh, being a part of the community. Yeah, brother. Thanks for being here. You know, I will say we'll see what kind of uh, guests we get after VCon. 
Jenny's up on stage moderating. So we'll see yeah. what kind of connection oh, I'm, I'm she's getting there. About that. I'm hyped about that to go watch some of those panels. Yeah, you going to VCon? Yeah, yeah. My cool. I, I, I missed on Series 1 and always regretted it. So my wife gave me the green light like last weekend and I bought the ticket and the flight and the hotel. I was like, I got to do this. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. The tickets are, I wouldn't, it, you know, it's all relative, but they're kind of more affordable than a lot of people thought they would be sitting 100%. at point three nine five right now. Yeah. And they're going down. I paid a little yeah. more, but I don't care. Cause I sent, yeah, like yeah. A mental, I sent like a budget for like going to the event. And as yeah. far as like, I, I own a, a, a tiny agency, like as, as my in real life job and stuff, like conventions and like symposiums like that are are more expensive than I even paid. We I paid more for a like business builder downloadable like online course years ago than I paid for the ticket to this event that's going to have some of the biggest business minds like in like the world. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And uh cool man. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully we can all meet up there. That's what's up. And, oh, sorry. Uh, I was muted there. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Michael. I was just no, nah, you're good. No, it was good. No, nah, nah, that was all. That's all good stuff. I'm I'm excited for a VCon. I think it's going to be super fun. I was actually just talking to my wife about it tonight, making the plans, how long I'm going to be gone, and all that. Um, so uh, I guess should we move on to the next uh, question? I see we have concept up here. Concept we've actually spoken about on the podcast. Uh, one a really amazing artist. You guys should check him out. But uh, what's up, man? What's up, Keen? Long-time listener, first-time caller. What's up? <laughs> Dude, good to hear from you. Jenny, nice to meet you. Uh, congrats, guys, on the 50th episode. That is that is awesome. I feel like, uh, I mean, I met you in real life, Keen, but I've been listening to you guys since you uh, started the podcast, so congratulations. And uh, what an amazing group of talent that just came up here. Hello, Mamba, down there. Um yeah, hey, I just wanted to say hi. I mean, I, I guess I have a random question for us artists that are, um, you know, doing art every single night, uh, small collections. I guess uh, my question to you guys is, as collectors, you know, what is your what is your expectation of artists that aren't doing 10K projects, that, but that are present, that are active in the community, that are always kind of pumping? Do you want to see evolution of nfts into the metaverse or do you want to see physical art just just from a collector perspective what do you what are you guys hoping to see from artists that is a really good question and something that's super topical in the space so you know a lot of the there's there's a there's a kind of a disconnect there's the there's the like investor community that's like looking for you know that whole utility question that was going on with with drift last week uh for me it's, you know, like, like I have a couple of your pieces, the careless bears, you know, like it's, it's, it's like something unique. I don't know how to describe it, but it doesn't, you know, the art, you guys need to do kind of what you think is right for yourself and be honest about it. Um, what are we looking for? Like just something that's different and unique. I would say it's hard to really put a finger on that though. Yeah, no, it's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, hey, I respect you guys, Keen. As always, you're the man. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come up here and say hi. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hand the uh, the speaker over to uh, someone else, and I'll drop down to listener. But congrats, guys, and uh, can't wait to hear the next episode.
Yeah, thanks so much for being here, brother. Yeah, dude. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Cool, cool. So uh, who do we have next going on up here? I don't know what order people came up in, but I see Swifty. I see wormlad.eth. And we have a couple more requests, so we'll keep bringing everybody up. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Swifty, what's popping? Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Jenny. Hey, Michael. Been a listener with you guys for a long time. I love what you guys do. I love the kind of connection you guys have and the conversations that you have going on. And definitely inspires a lot of, you know, thinking on our end to look into how we want to get more involved in these spaces and everything. And my question really for you guys is how do you guys filter out the noise with all the projects that we see now that are in now, if someone has been at least in the space for a while can clearly see there are duplicates of other projects that are just being rebranded. How, how are you kind of finding ones that are standing above the crowd that you can see maybe worth diving in further? And then kind of second tier to the question is how do you walk through your due diligence of making sure these new projects have the right people that are backing it and can actually deliver on all the promises that they're stating in their roadmaps. That is such a great question. I was actually talking to my sister about this um, the other day. And you know what? I, I kind of realized that I actually gravitate more towards older, more established projects um, that have kind of, you know, you can kind of see, okay, what have they done already? Like, I'm not a huge, I'm, you know, for me, it's like, I don't really have time to keep up with all the new projects and, oh, when is this minting and when is that minting and, you know, whatever. Oh, maybe I can make some a lot of money if I try to flip. Like, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I don't have that much time or at least I am I have time that I'm delegating to doing a bunch of different things. So, you know, I'm not trying to focus my time on finding new projects and stuff. So I like to kind of see projects that have already established themselves and have built up, you know, a bit of a reputation or, you know, you can see what they've been working on uh, that maybe they, you know, maybe they sold out like six months ago or something. And it's like, you kind of, you know, you're not taking a risk because I mean, it's still a risk, but it's like, it's not as high risk because you're able to kind of see um, their track record on, you know, did they rug or, you know, whatever, like what the situation is. And, and so I kind of like to gravitate more towards um, older established projects. Um, and, and kind of keep my eye on projects. Like if there's new stuff coming out for me, I won't really buy it right away. I'd rather just kind of watch it. And, you know, um, sometimes I have like a million tabs open and it's just like me watching different projects and like, you know, I'll join discords, I'll watch the floor, you know, whatever, and just kind of see, um, what's happening. I'm definitely more of an observer, um, you know, than, than someone to kind of jump into a bunch of projects, but yeah, uh, short answer is um, I like to see what projects have built up before I before I go in and, and buy myself. The one thing I would say to that is uh, you, you, you need to know that you can't do everything. You can't be worried about missing every single – like when, when I was a, a ticket broker for concerts – there were constantly concerts we were missing and you can't worry about, there's always going to be something new coming. Um, Be ready. You know, when you say, how do you do your due diligence? Like at this point in the game, it's so saturated. I really look for the kind of established people in the space that are dropping projects or something like, you know, something could come out of nowhere and be totally unique. Like, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club, they were not established when they dropped 
Um, nobody really was that was dropping, I guess, back, you know, in the in early 2021. But uh, now you really like the projects I get excited for are the ones of the people that that are established, um, that do have kind of a track record that are doing something unique. You I, I don't I don't do like the derivatives and try and like get in and out real quick of these like weird projects like uh, some usually I, I'll know something when I see it, when it's it looks different. It's got something unique happening with it. They have a real plan. And then I also look to see who's talking about a project because that's important as well. If the people in the space that I respect are talking about it and they like it, then I'll look into it even more because I think it'll have a chance. Awesome. All right. Hopefully that answered your question. Uh, let's move on to Worm Lad. What's up, Worm Lad? Yo, hey, Jenny. Michael, congratulations on 50 podcasts. That's, Thank uh, you. That's huge. Um, big fan. Uh, yeah, been listening to pretty much all of them now. Um, it's wonderful. Uh, yeah. That's... Shout out to um, that last question. That's a really big, uh, that's, that's quite a big item. Uh, it's the responsibility going forward. You guys have got a pretty um, a pretty powerful podcast with a large following. And as these projects get sort of busier and more complex, that's going to be a, a bit of a challenge, I think, going forward is trying to pluck the good ones from the bad. Um, I've got a question actually on the on, on doing these podcasts live on the on, uh, on Twitter. These Twitter spaces are fantastic platform for people to just come up and uh, get involved or just drop in and and um, and talk. Have you, have you got plans to do this uh, on a regular basis, or is this just kind of like a one-off? Um, first of all, thank you for for being you know a long-time listener, as you said. I would like to make these kind of special, these live episodes, uh, because they definitely take more time to kind of put together and prepare. Um, so, you know, kind of making them a little more special. But I do think it's it's a fun way to because, you know, someone earlier was asking, oh, you know, what's the what's the process like for getting projects on the pod? And, you know, I, I kind of feel like sometimes I think about I'm like, man, you know, it's obviously it's our podcast and we get to choose, you know, who comes on as a guest. But you know, I wish sometimes we can give more people an opportunity that we don't know to, to kind of come on and, and, you know, talk for a bit. And so that's why I kind of uh, feel like these live episodes are nice because they give people an opportunity to kind of, you know, talk. And then as we say, the next in the next uh, segment, you know, it'll be an opportunity for people to kind of tell us about their project and and tell other people about their project. And so, um you know, I do want to keep things special, but I do really like the idea of giving more people an opportunity to, to, you know, be heard. And, you know, there's a lot of people listening back to this, like there, you know, maybe what a hundred people in here right now live, but there'll be like thousands of people that listen to this later. And so, you know, just kind of giving people an opportunity to, to be on our podcast without maybe having a full dedicated episode. Um, yeah, I would love to do more of these um, special live Twitter spaces. But like I said, I would like to keep them special as well and not do them cool. too often. Awesome. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Michael. Keep up the good work, guys. It's, um, everyone's listening uh, and you guys are kind of driving this industry. Um, Web3 it is. So, uh, thanks. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Uh, Yulitra.eth. 
Welcome in. It's nice to meet you guys. I've been a listener for quite a bit. Uh, not from the beginning, but I did actually go down the rabbit hole and binge everything. So it, this is really freaking cool. My question kind of borders a little bit into chilling, but it's not my project or anything. I just want to ask you guys your opinion. So I've actually DM'd Michael about this, and I've spoken to Neil Sporn about this in general chat. But with all the hacks going on and all of the things going on in Web3 about security and scams and wallets being compromised, um, there's this new utility that came out with the OD Force frame drops that it sounds really cool. It sounds really great. And so far I'm loving it. I just think it's too good to be true, but it's, if, if, if it is the real deal, like it's, I don't know if it could be like um, a way to change the whole space, but basically the frames are an extension of the original owning. And by owning a frame, you own the actual Oni itself. So theoretically you could put it, not theoretically, I'm sorry, they tested all of this, but you could, you put your, your original Oni in a cold wallet and use the frame to prove that you're a holder since one is since holding one you would hold the other so that way if for some reason your wallet were to get hacked or compromised all you would have to do is recall it and the recall feature just basically means if you hold the original oni you hold the frame and let's say somebody steals it out of your wallet you go into the website there, you use the recall function and you get it back. So basically it's like a, um, a safe way into Web3. And I just, I don't know enough about the mechanics. I don't know enough about the coding, but this, it sounds really great. That is really interesting. Uh, I didn't realize that. I know you've messaged about the frames. I actually did claim my frame. I have an Oni and now I have a frame. Um, what I wonder what would happen if, if so obviously somebody stole it from you, that's terrible, but then they sell it to somebody else and that person is out money and then you recall it and take it from the person that paid for it. Like it could get a little sticky, no? Yeah. No, it's, sure. I mean, it, it should go back to the original owner. I mean, that's, you know, it is what it is. And there's, there's many apes and mutants and everything out there that has been stolen, sadly. Um, so, but that's a really that's an interesting uh, mechanism. There. I didn't realize we've been like talking back and forth about it in Discord for a while. And yeah. the frames are not supposed to be sold on their own. They're not going to be sold on their own at all because they are literally an extension of the original. Okay. So if someone is trying to sell you the frame, it's an obvious scam. And just like you're never supposed to click any links in your emails, any links in your text messages, same thing. Um, the only way to actually sell the frame would be through a private sale, and that's already sketchy. Gotcha. So, so is there? So if I look at the Oni frames, is there no uh, action on them? Oh yeah, zero volume traded. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not supposed to be no, and that's what's really freaking cool, and it's blowing my mind because I, I don't know why they're not marketing this. This is really freaking amazing. Wow. You could take your original Oni, put it in your cold water, cold storage, and use the actual frame to prove that you own it. So the reason that they made the frames is for the, their storytelling features. 
there's going to be uh, it's like an adventure pass and you have the power to create the story of your Oni. Um, I'm a little bit fuzzy on the details because I had like a really crazy day today, but I'm happy I was able to make it and to actually bring this out because they're not talking about it too much for some reason. Maybe they have something going on that I'm just not aware of as a holder because I'm not officially like part of the team or anything, but I've just been like mind blown. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for, for taking the time to come up. I know you had message saying, you know, you're in the hospital and everything with your friend. So thanks for coming up. Um, let me see. I think we're going to try to get uh, one more speaker and then we'll move into the next segment. So, you know, um, if you wanted to still come up and ask a question, you can. Um, you know, the, the next segment is not just going to be a shilling segment, you can also ask a question as well. So we'll, we'll let the two kind of blend together a bit. But let me see. Um, Ash, action. Welcome in. Hi. Can y'all hear me? We yes, we can hear you. Cool. What's up? Congratulations on the podcast. Thank um, you. Yeah, I just want to give a thanks to all three of you, Andy, Michael, and Jenny, um, truly this podcast has like changed my life. <laughs> um, it really has. I'm really new to the space and this podcast has, um, helped me navigate, um, get back on Twitter, find community. And it's really just been amazing. So I just want to like give a huge, like, thank you to all three of you. Um, it's just been really exciting and I've loved, um, this journey so far and learning along with you guys and meeting so many cr great people. Um, and I plan on going to NFT NYC. So hopefully I'll get to like meet some of y'all in person. Um, I would love that. I don't know if um, there's going to be a meetup or anything, but I'm definitely looking forward to that if there is. And yeah, that's basically, it. I just wanted to give like a huge shout out to you guys. Um, much love and yeah. I look forward to the next podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of this one. Um, and, and yeah, we, we appreciate your support. I, I did recognize your username. I feel like I'm always seeing you. I don't know what I'm seeing you do, but I did recognize you. So that's why I was like, oh, we got to bring her up. Um, yes. Jenny, yes. No, I literally started saying what the heck because of you. That was me. <laughs> oh, that was you that tweeted that? Okay. Oh my god, that's funny. I'm like, what I'm listening to this podcast too much. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't even realize I said what the heck until you tweeted that. And then I'm like, do I say what the heck? Like, <laughs> damn, I need to think about what I'm saying. Well, not that that's bad, but I don't even really Oh, it's just funny. <laughs> yeah. And apparently I say A a lot on the podcast, apparently. Somebody the other week so, said I, I say for sure a lot, which I think I actually do now that I heard that. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. Yeah. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. For, for sure. sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Thank you, Ash, so much. And yes, NFT NYC, we are going to that. I know we definitely have to do some type of something. Like, I feel like we say that every time, but. Yeah, NFT no, we got to do, we gotta do thing, something so. for this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for well, sure. I said it again. Oh, oh my God. God. There he goes. He said it. He we said should it. team up with somebody. We'll just put that out in the universe right now. Yeah, well, I know. Um, so Steph Sudo in here, she's doing a Cryptoys uh, collab 
with upstream event. So I know that'll be happening. Maybe we could also do like something where it's like, oh, we're all going to be at this event, you know, everybody come here. So I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. But, um, but yeah, nonetheless. All right, let's let's move on here so we can we can get as many people talking as possible. Um, let me see. We have uh, we have one more speaker up on stage that hasn't talked yet. Uh, is it Ayasha? Yes, it is Ayasha. Uh, how's it, you guys? Ayasha. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm super stoked. Thank you for opening up this space. Um, I had one question, but then the the um, I think question maybe two uh, before kind of got my mind thinking as well. Like um, I'm super interested. I love learning from like the trends that you guys talk about and some of the NFT projects and where the industry is kind of heading. Uh, and I remember one day I was having a conversation about um, you know should a team be transparent as far as like when you go to their website, who are the people behind it? And I think there was like an episode about, you know, should people be doxxed? Um, and so I found that super interesting as well. Um, but as far as like technology, and of course, I'm not like, you know, put this on your podcast, but do, do you think in the future you'll go kind of more in depth as far as like blockchain technology and the new steps that's kind of popping out every day? Um, you know, I know there's a lot of um, technology being built as far as security as well, but um do you think you'll kind of talk more on like the technology side or I'm just curious, not like I'm asking for anything. <laughs> no, I'm really glad you asked that question, honestly, because yes, we have been thinking about that. We are not, you know, uh, particularly tech experts with, you know, when it comes to blockchain technology, totally like, you know, so, but I think that it would be nice to have guests on that are super knowledgeable and, you know, can kind of, dedicate a whole episode to educating and yeah Michael and I have talked about that before we just need to do a better job of planning it so thank you for giving us that push um but yes no I do think that's really important and and I think about that all the time too because I know a lot of people um they'll message me or or sometimes even tweet out like somebody just said that uh our podcast like brought them into the crypto space so I know that we're kind of an intro, um, an entry point for a lot of people as well, because, you know, they'll they'll maybe Google NFT podcasts and maybe we pop up. Um, and so I do think that, you know, having more educational episodes would be super important and beneficial. Um, so that's definitely on our radar. Uh, we definitely just need to kind of sit down and and plan that out and, and, you know, see who we can collaborate with that we that we feel like is really um, knowledgeable and that can dedicate some time to kind of help us get, you know, maybe like a beginner episode out there about, you know, the fundamentals and and just things like that, or even more advanced episodes um, to where it's like, okay, maybe you have an underlying understanding of things, but maybe you kind of want to deep dive further and really um, understand more and more in depth too. So yeah, that was a great, that was a great question. I appreciate that for that insight. And yeah, I didn't mean it as, you know, um, you know, trying to put some thought in the direction of the show, but thank you so much for that. Um, and then just super quick, you guys may have said this in a previous show, but how did you guys meet? Like, I know I'm meeting people every day in this space, um, talking about doing possible Twitter spaces, possible collaborations. Um, just, yeah, I, I was just curious. How'd you guys meet? I don't, is that, yeah, no, that's funny. we actually <laughs> did talk about that once or twice, okay. uh, kind, kind of by chance, like, so I had wanted to do a, we started the podcast in August 
for the couple months before that, I had been wanting to do one and thinking about it. I was on Clubhouse a lot, talking to a lot of people. And it just, it was something I wanted to do. And then one day, uh, Jennifer happened to say something like, maybe I'll start a podcast or something like that in one of her tweets. And I just reached out and messaged and we messaged back and forth for a little bit. And then we kind of got on a Zoom call and tried it out. And it, it's been, it's been great. It was kind of by chance. We didn't really know each other before, but it's been a really good, you know, matchup. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you guys. I was just super, yeah. I was just curious. Thank you so much. For yeah, no, it's cool. Like Jennifer said earlier, shooting your shot. I just kind of, you know, she's way more famous and popular than I am. So, uh, <laughs> stop, stop. I got, I got lucky. I got lucky. No, I got lucky. Michael is very like, honestly, we would not have gotten to, I would not have gotten to 50 episodes if it wasn't for like Michael, because he, yeah, he really helps like, you know, every week before we do the weekly recaps, he always has like an outline of topics and like, he's very prepared ahead of time. Um, and I really appreciate him for that. So, but yeah. Um, okay. Let's, Let's move on here to Bad Wabbits NFT. I know we had them. Actually, they came to the last Q&A, our very first Q&A live. So welcome back. Yes, yes, I did. Thank you for remembering. Hello, Jenny. Hello, Michael. Hello, uh, Andy, I believe, from NFT Catcher, the one handling the, the handle. Um, just wanted to say really quick, um, Jenny, I still have the banana that we exchanged. It means a lot to me. I have it in my wallet very proudly. Um, I love it. And Michael, I saw you as a host in one of the rooms in NFTLA. I was jumping around from room to room, dressed as a bunny, spreading my project. It was really cool. I had a great time. Um, just a lot of great information. It was just really a cool experience. And I'm actually going to be back in LA in the 30th. But um, I wanted to speak because I've been really excited. You guys know I've been really dying to talk about my project and our community in Puerto Rico. I know Michael visited our space. He actually came up and said a little word, some a few words in Spanish, which I got to shout that out. Um, and a lot of our communities down there, you can see them dressed as bunnies. They're all clapping, sh throwing their hearts. And that's the cool thing about our project. It's a really 100% community-based project. It's really simple. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a street artist, graffiti artist, muralist from Puerto Rico. And I designed 101 original hand-drawn wabbits. But the cool part about my project is each holder gets to create their own wabbits. So we get their customs. So, and just this, we've had two drops, 10 a month, and I get to work with a whole bunch of different people from the community. They get to tell me their likes, their dislikes, their hobbies. They get to put their own two cents into these creations, which is like a lot of the people that are using their PFPs right now are their own customs, which has been very interesting to see how people prefer their their own PFPs to, I guess, mine as an artist. And it's also been like really cool, this whole experience working with other people, because me as an artist, I get like, I have a certain vision of certain things of how I draw things and how I've been drawing them for a long time. And just, I've worked with clients before as a muralist and a painter, but you know, these these processes tend to take a little bit longer. And these, I guess, quick drawings of the same character over and over again. But with the community, I've done 20 customs in two months and the community has just absolutely loved it. Our community in Puerto Rico is growing strongly. As you can see, they're all out there right now 
shouting out, lo veo, lo amo. Um, and nothing, I just, I just really appreciate this opportunity to talk about our project. And I know you guys already have visited our space and you guys have looked at what we're doing already. And so I'm really, just really proud to be representing a project that's coming from Puerto Rico. And you guys should really take a look at us, follow Bad Wabbits, see what we're doing. All these customs, they're like really community-based. There's 20 of my designs that are out there, but there are 20 designs that are from the whole community that have just put their heart and soul into each one of them. Each one is totally different, which is, I guess, the essence of one-on-one -on -one custom drawing, right? So that's what we're all about, and I'm really glad to, to have this opportunity to share that with you guys. And again, thank you for the banana, and thank you, Michael, for coming to the, the space. I really appreciate you guys, what you're doing. I love your podcast. I've been very busy like the last three weeks where I haven't really paid, paid uh, been able to listen to them. And the last one I did listen to over and over and over again, you can ask my girlfriend, was the one where you guys shouted me out. I actually made an animation of that one minute <laughs> and I listened to that little part over and over again. So thank you for that. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Spectacular. Thank you. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, you're very supportive of the pod and we really appreciate you for that. Um, so thank you, Bad Wabbits. Um, I don't know if Michael wanted to say something before he moved on. I want to give you the opportunity. If no, you it's all to. good. Now I'm a big fan. Everybody should everybody should follow, check out the project, and see if you vibe with it. Join a space. Um, like you said, yeah, I tried to. You know, I gave my my uh, me gusto hablar español. I do love to speak Spanish <laughs> as much go. as I can. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun crowd. I really, it was really cool to be there. I'm glad you're, you're part of the, part of our community too, Mike. That sounds like the kind of work that he's doing. The kind of work that you always say, putting that hard work into the community and uh, and doing all this. It sounds like a that is uh, what's I, going on there for sure. Yeah, that is what's going on there for sure. Yeah. Um, if you guys, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, if, I invite you guys to come take a look. I mean, take out our page. We're 100% community. Like our community really speaks volume to what we're doing. And also, me as an artist, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been creating art for over 15 years. I've been doing it for the last 10 years solely. Uh, my artist handle is Dab Arts. It's my initials, Daniel Alberto Vigay. So um, really simple. So if you guys want to check it out, I really love that. I appreciate all the love and all the support. Awesome. Thank you. Bad Rabbits NFT, folks. All right. Let's get future... As who they had been up here like requested for a long time so um i just let them up as a speaker future as welcome in hey jenny thank you so much for that and congrats uh on the 50th episode i just want to first say that i love listening to you guys podcast i i was listening to it like monday morning going into work and just uplifts me with all you guys energy it's, it's great positive vibes but so I have a question and a suggestion. <laughs> question is, would you guys have an NFT project uh, for the NFT uh, Catcher podcast? And if you would, what would it be about? And my suggestion is going to be like a project pitch idea for you guys that's kind of fun and cool. But I'll let you guys go first on, uh, on what your idea would be. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I personally speaking for myself, I have no personal plans and intentions of creating a project. Um, I'm just a content creator first. That's my, that's kind of my passion. Um, I don't really know that I would want to have a project maybe in the future that would change. I know Michael's a little more open-minded to it, 
but you know, I'm, I'm definitely kind of like, uh, I don't really want to do a project, but, but yeah, that, that's, that's the current, yeah, currently not really wanting to make a project, but that would be dope to have one. Yeah, for sure. I hear that. I mean, I'm not, I've been, I've been on kind of teams for some projects. I'm not rushing to do my own. If, if I do, if slash we do, it would really have to be the right time. Uh, remember what Carlini, I think it was Carlini said earlier that when you're doing something, it's forever, it's on the blockchain and you're, you're, if you're selling your project to 500, a thousand, 2000 people, then those people are going to, you know, you're going to be not beholden to them, but you know, you're committing to really putting something on for a long time, unless you blatantly say that it's not, but you know, these projects are forever. They're not going anywhere. They're on the blockchain. You can't close your doors and shut them down like a traditional business. You know, it's, uh, it's forever. So that's something to think about. It's not something to go into lightly. I don't know what type of project it would be, honestly, at this point. I I actually have a passion project that I've I've, I've had in mind for a while. Something like because I'm a traveler, or world travelers is one of my passions. So I I think of something like sell twenty tokens that are pictures that I've taken in Machu Picchu, and everybody that buys one, we go on a trip to Peru. We go to Lima, Cusco, Machu Picchu, you know, and you're you buying the NFT is your gateway to do that trip. And we go on some kind of, you know, NFT based trip down there. Like I think of things like that. Um, but yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Actually. Um, the, and I, and I do agree with you on going into a project. It's not something light, especially with all the regs that are happening right now. Uh, it's something definitely very serious. And at the end of the day, it is a business that needs to be ran. But the, uh, the project idea I kind of had in mind for you guys is um, it would be an NFT catcher podcast project and it would come in seasons. And each season is a drop of, say, 12 or 16 episodes. And the drop would be 12 or 16 pieces to match with the number of episodes. And each piece would be allocated to that episode, whether it's, uh, it's a, a, ho- a guest that you guys had on uh, you do some kind of collab with that project and work something cool with them. Um, and then maybe have like a season finale piece where it's like a combination collage of, of all the projects that you guys interviewed. I don't know. That's just kind of something randomly that I thought of. And I just thought it was cool, but I had to throw it out there. Thank you guys for, for all the positive vibes. It really cheers me on every day. Yeah, thank you for listening every Monday on your way to work, as you said. And and thank you for the idea as well. I love that you just like thought of an idea for us and, and shared it. That was really awesome. Um, okay, let's see. Johnny Luck Girl. Hey. <laughs> um, thank you, Jenny, Michael, Andy, for allowing us time to talk about our projects. And um, I'm the founder of Ape Squad, which is an animated series. And we've got a bunch of superheroes. They're traveling through space and time, exploring the metaverse, you know, kind of like when we get on Twitter every day. And what makes the project unique is um, that we actually collab with other communities and feature them in our show as like little Easter eggs. So um, our NFTs, uh, they fund our animation 
And um, so we just released our first prologue episode about a week and a half ago and our um, NFTs. And so if you jump on YouTube, it's uh, pinned on my profile. You can actually go check it out. We just hit 2000 views, which is super exciting. And um, you'll find like nine different projects in there. So you got to be like, you know, maybe watch the episode once, then go back and try and find all nine projects in there. But it's been so much fun just being able to like collaborate with other projects and like talk to the artists and figure out how to like make it work in the series and how to like bring their character to life. And I think that that's what's super unique. So a couple of the projects you'll see, we've got um, like Bulls on the Block. We've got Girlies. That's a really great uh, project that I love. Um, Boring Stones in there. We did a really awesome collab with them. Some of our um, utility includes as we release new episodes, there'll be like one featured collab where we um, airdrop a piece to the founders of both communities. So we've actually already, before we really even started minting, um, started airdropping um, our Boring Stone piece. So um, yeah, super excited. And I think we were talking to you about getting your doodle on there. <laughs> so get, having like a little Easter egg of Jenny's doodle, which would be super fun. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically it. Hope everyone checks it out. Definitely go check the um, the first prologue episode out. It's only, it's like a little less than five minutes and see who else you can find in there. Awesome. Thank you, Johnny Luck Girl. That's their Twitter handle if you're listening to this back and wanted to check it out. All right. Let's see. Pastel Persons. Welcome in. Hello. First of all, congratulations on your 50th episode. That is amazing. I actually, so my name's Randa. Um, I actually found or came across your page um, when I first came into this space back in October um, of last year. And for some reason, I feel like the algorithm has just not been my friend and like all these things have gotten buried. And I just started seeing your your stuff again here recently. Um, so I am like really excited, honestly, to go back and start like you know, going down the rabbit hole and listening to <laughs> catching up on um, podcast episodes. Um, this has been a wonderful space. I have learned a lot um, and come across a lot of, you know, other great projects in here. So um, thank you so much for letting us come on. Um, a quick background. Um, I'm a mom of six in real life. Um, they are all small little humans under the age of seven. Um, I came into this space in October of last year, um, basically just because my husband, you know, it was the middle of a pandemic and I was a little bit um, lonely and I had a new baby um, and five other babies on top of that. And my husband was like, I really think that, you know, you need, you know, good people in your life, a good community. And this is really great. So I jumped in um, and I ended up connecting with Elle, who is the artist and founder of this project now. At the time, this project was not a thing. Um, so I am the the founding community outreach manager. Um, my job is just to connect, which is my favorite thing to do in the whole world. Um, I love people. I love learning about people. I love understanding people and where they come from and how they got to where they are. Um, I think it's so important for us to have that understanding, um, to have empathy for others in the world. So Pastel Persons is a family-friendly NFT project, which as a mom, I'm sure, you, you know, it's very important to me. I think it's a really important topic um, that, that I don't really think gets talked about enough, um, which is the fact that, 
you know, everyone says we're early, we're early, we're early. And while that is, you know, true or maybe true, the fact of the matter is, is that we're really privileged to be here and to be able to set the tone and lay the foundation um, and hopefully, you know, create a different environment in Web3 um, than we had in Web2. But the younger generations are going to be the ones that really come in and amplify and push forward what we are creating now. So with this project, we're really aiming to just have a fun, um, you know, we we want to be an educational resource hub. Ultimately, we want to be a place where families, um, parents, anybody with kids in their life, or if it's a young creator, um, we found so many amazing, amazing young creators that are in the space already. Um, We just want to be a place where they can come and learn and ask questions and learn through community building and interacting with other people. But we want it to be safe and age appropriate. So that's our ultimate goal um, with the art, with the community that we're building, with all of the things. Um, We plan to execute this idea that we have of being an educational resource hub through our metaverse properties. Um, One of the first things we did was buy two small properties in Madagascar, which is a small metaverse. Um, And we're turning those into an art gallery and a clubhouse. And we want to uplift um, one of one artist from, you know, different backgrounds, underrepresented groups. And we also want to um, create an area for a place for our our community to gather, um, to learn from each other, to have educational events, marketing events, coding events. Our developer is really passionate about sharing her story um, of how she got to where she is as a developer. Um, And then with the art, Elle, who is the founder, she's in the room. um, She has worked really hard to just talk to people Um, And let them tell her, you know, like what things would make them feel seen and represented in the art. Um, Because while we want to be a safe place for kids, um, we don't want it to just be for kids. We want anyone to be able to find something in the collection um, that makes them feel seen and like they can be a part of what we're building. Ultimately, we're, we're building a brand and we want it to be something that everyone can be a part of and can offer value, their value that they have um, in some way. So that is the gist of who we are. Um, we are actually minting our pre-sale starts on April 29th. Um, we have taken away the aspect of the Discord grind. As a mom, that was something that was really hard for me when I first came into the space. So we just have a Google form in our Discord. You can go in, you can fill it out, and you're in for pre-sale. Our pre-sale price is going to be 0.02 lower than our public price. Um, and so we'll have pre-sale on the 29th, um, early bird, which is going to be at 0.05 um, Ethereum on the 30th, and then public sale on May 1st. Um, and we're just really excited. We really hope that you know more people will tap in and see the importance of creating this space um, for for young creators and for parents who are trying to you know learn about this space for for their kids so that they can bring them in. Um, safely and effectively and guide them through the space. Awesome. Thank you so much um, for being a supporter. And also, you know, that was great. A lot of information there. Um, And for anybody interested in checking them out, Pastel Persons on Twitter, uh, if you want to look into the projects more. All right. I got to I got to try to move along here, get more people to speak uh, because we got a lot of people requesting Block Ops, welcome in. Hey, um, I want to just drop in and say congratulations uh, on the 50th episode. Um, I found you guys a couple of months ago, and 
have listened to all 50 episodes I caught up <laughs> to you guys. But uh, I enjoy the show. Um, you guys are great together. Um, it's definitely my favorite um, podcast, um, NFT-based anyway. And um, I just want to say, you know, I appreciate you guys. I've learned a lot from you guys. And uh, I guess I'll listen to you guys, you know, as soon as you drop the show. I'll listen to it on the way to work or when I'm working out or whenever I can. But uh, just really enjoy the show. Um, I am working on a project. Uh, it's Block Hops. And it's really in the early stages, so I'm not really wanting to chill too much or anything like that. But maybe just remember the name and um, uh, everything is like coming soon. Um, so... That's it. I just really want to say congrats and enjoy the show. And uh, I'm going to keep listening and uh, hope you guys make it to 500 shows or whatever you guys decide to do. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I was just going to say thank you so much uh, for that. And man, you listened to all 50. That's some dedication. I did. It, it's one of my <laughs> favorite shows. Uh, I just like, you know, I, you know, I've gotten some definitely, definitely gotten some good information. Uh, project information but you know um being i've only you know found the space you know about five to six months ago and so you guys definitely know you know all the top projects and all that and so you know when i hear you mention these guys i'll go look them up check them out you know and stuff like that so a lot of information a lot of good stuff um you know so yeah definitely enjoy the show it's definitely my favorite that's so cool we appreciate that very much all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's see. We got Pink Cat up here. Hello, Jenny. Hello, Michael. Hi, LA Sneaker Dude down there that got us in here at this time. This is the community manager, Luna, and I'm going to keep it really quick. Um, these spaces, I think, are so important just to give so many of us a chance just to be seen and heard. And I feel like that's you know, what a lot of the space is right now. So we do like see you and appreciate you and hope also that Pink Cat can also return that favor. I've talked to Saba, our creator, about doing Saba's shill space and providing a service for people to do that as well. So just very quick about Pink Cat. It is a an, a, pro, a project by artist Saba Mowiel. She's been creating Pink Cat for six, seven years. Um, studied art at Parsons, was struck by the Egyptian artistry and inspiration that she found to create Pink Cat, modeled partly after the goddess Bastet and the cat being such a fierce protector of the ecosystem in Egypt, of the grains, of keeping their, what was really their economy, you know, based as an agrarian society at the time, that, that, that safe from outside influence and pests. And Saba really, we all really see Pink Cat as a protector for the blockchain. And so Saba has 250, 245,000 followers on Instagram and has been building since October, bringing on her 90% female Gen Z audience onto the blockchain, opening their wallets for the first time, collecting free airdrops, making it accessible for people to collect these things without having to pay money up front and really truly showing them how to do these things. Again, like about Pastel Persons is up here earlier talking about making an accessible place, a place where people can ask questions. So 
now we're really, we've like got our Navy. We're small, we're mighty. Um, we're doing things differently. Saba's not coming into this with money. We're not paying shillers or doing alpha groups or telegram channels. We're growing organically and we're trying to make friends in Web3. So thanks for being part of that. Thanks for sharing. And thanks to anyone up here listening as well. Oh, Thank we're you. minting. We're minting. Sorry, I should just add that. I have to show properly. We're minting the links in our bio. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Yeah, and for anyone listening back, uh, Pink Cat NFT on Twitter if you want to learn more about the project. And also, you know, DM, if you're interested in any of these projects, DM them. Like, you know, ask them questions if you have more questions. Um as well. I think that that's underrated DMing people. Uh, but thank you so much for coming up. All right, let's see. Jay Woods with the with the uh, Juicebox Friends profile pic. Welcome in. Hey, what's up? What's up? I just wanted to quickly say, um, hey, I was looking for both of you at NFTBA. I didn't know. I knew what Ginny looked like, but I didn't know what Michael looked like. So I was just like, I was, I was, I don't even know. I was just looking for a man, honestly. And that that's pretty hard right now. So I was like, wh looking out for his voice and everything. I didn't hear it and you weren't there. So, but I just wanted to compliment you guys on your podcast and, um, and say what's up to the people in here. I hope to see you guys again in the space. And you're really the podcast. Like without you guys, I probably wouldn't have gotten into the NFT space like I did. So thank you for everything. That is so sweet. Thank you. And oh my God, you must have been my sister. We had her on the last episode. She was like, somebody was coming up trying to find you. Guys. Oh, yeah. Like, I, yep. I was talking to because I, I came <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? Like, I thought Jenny, we, because we were DMing about your how you weren't coming anymore. I was like, what the heck? Like, I thought Jenny wasn't coming. Like, why am I hearing her voice in my head? Like, what? And then it was your sister. And I was like, oh, that, that makes sense. I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, that's great. Well, are you are you going to NFT NYC or VCon by chance? Uh I'm not going to either of those, but I was kind of around in NFT LA. So um I'm more like in the California area. So whatever happens out here, like I'll definitely see you guys. And if anything happens like in the Pacific Northwest, I'll definitely be around there too. Got it. All right. Cool. Well, we'll be we'll be on the lookout. We'll be looking for your profile picture for you. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. LA Snake. I don't know if it's I always in my head thought it was Snake Dude, but there's an R. So I guess it's LA Sneaker Dude. But I always see you on the timeline and yeah, welcome up. Hey, what's up, Jenny? How's it going? It's definitely it's definitely sneaker. I'm not a snake. I, I I mean snakes are fine, but I'm more into sneakers. Um, <laughs> and that's how uh, Nike spells their app S N K R. So it's kind of a play on that. But anyway, it's nice to meet you guys. Congratulations on podcast number fifty. Um, I'm relatively new to the podcast, but I I caught the one you did with smiles because that's one of my favorite projects. And of course, I caught the one with your sister because. I think she's cool too, so I had to support and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. But real quick, I wanted to uh, pitch you guys this project I'm involved with that's really cool. Um, the best thing you could do is go to my profile and check out my pinned tweet. Um, I'm working with a 
real life gallery in Montreal, Canada called S16 Gallery. And what they did is they commissioned 10 amazing artists to uh, like give 16 of their pieces so that we could have 160 unique NFTs. And it's, it's real art. It's awesome art. And when you buy the NFT, you also um, get a companion token that you could redeem for a in real life print, which will have like a QR code that links it to your NFT. So that's cool. But um, that hooked me. That was enough to get my business. But um, a lot of people think that's not enough now. Everyone wants more utility. So um, that's when me and a couple of my business partners stepped in and said, you know what? We've been in the NFT space for about a year. We know what us DeGens want besides just good art. So let us give you um, some assistance. So that's when we started redoing the roadmap and um, talking about buying land in the metaverse so that we could have a meta gallery where you could um, commission your other art NFTs and stuff like that. Um, we're discussing tokenomics. We're doing like all the stuff that the gens want in a NFT, but with actual great art. So you have a, the best of both worlds. And that's my short pitch. So check it out. Nice. Awesome. And for those people listening back, that's LA underscore SNKR underscore dude. If you want to check out his pinned tweet for more information. Um, all right. And thank you for coming up. Um, okay, we got Flooding Factory up next. Hey, good evening, everyone. Jenny, Michael, Andy, congrats on 50 episodes. Um, big fans of, of the three of you and, and the podcast. Jenny, I've been rocking with you since the Top Shot days uh, in your weekly update videos. Um, you know, we connected about a week or so ago and um, just want to mention this again. Like, you guys have been very responsible for onboarding hundreds if not thousands of people into this space um so i you know giving you all the flowers uh all the dap you guys are doing great work um i I love the combination of the three of you jenny michael andy uh it just works it's awesome to listen to you um and very appreciative of the time uh and, and this opportunity to to talk about our work uh at flooding factory Um, We are a small but ambitious family-run NFT collective in Chicago. Uh, I run it. uh, I'm Dan Rose. I run it with my sister, Jessica, and our artist, also named Dan. Uh, They are a husband and wife team, high school art teachers uh, in the Chicago public school system. Um, So our principles are providing high-quality, handcrafted NFTs. at an accessible price um, and with the goal of promoting public art education. Um, We have successfully done three limited releases over the course of the last three months, and we are building towards a large-scale release uh, coming up in the second week of June. Um, All of our art is handmade uh, by our incredible artists, um, really high quality stuff. Uh, again, our, our goal is to um, uh, support public art education. Um, we're located on the southwest side of Chicago, um, and our 
our goal is to incorporate NFTs and Web3 into supplemental art education for uh, a community that doesn't always get that. So um, we've partnered with Social Work Shy, uh, which is a charity um, that's, uh, again, uh, works with public education in Chicago. They par partner with Chance the Rapper. Um, and our ultimate goal is to, to build an actual flooding factory here in Chicago uh, to continue on our good work and, uh, you know, promoting Web3 and, and getting the younger generation involved. So please check us out, um, Flooding Factory on Twitter. Um, and yeah, again, just huge fans. Uh, love the onboarding. Love uh, how you're bringing a, a whole new group of people into this space. So congrats. Looking forward to to many more episodes from you guys. Thank you so much, Dan. All right. Flooding Factory on Twitter. That was our last one. We could go all day. And I'm sorry. I do want to be respectful of, you know, us trying to keep this an hour and a half. Um, honestly, this 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 actually went a lot better than I thought it would. I thought oh man, I'm really going to have to time people and everything. But everyone was really respectful with, you know, coming up and, and talking for a couple of minutes. And thank you guys for that. You all did a great job, truly. And um, I'm excited to, to have everyone listen to this on the, the real version um, on, on Spotify and Apple and everything. Um, closing thoughts, Michael. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just... It's really nice hearing people tell us about, you know, their experiences with the podcast and, and how it's helped them in the space. Like, it, it feels really good. Uh, I'm really happy to be doing it. You know, 50 episodes is a lot. It's uh, I, I think we're going to keep going and going and do some really, really cool things uh, with this podcast in the future. So, um, it's just, it's a pleasure. It's really all about the, you know, if people didn't take to it and keep listening in the volume that they are, we probably wouldn't have been able to keep doing it, but it's, it keeps us going and, and we love it. Yes. All right. Andy, closing thoughts for this episode. I, I might've caught him off guard. He, he never expects to speak. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, no, thanks for everyone listening. And uh, no, we're going to be here for many more. Uh, I'm picturing in the 300s easy. Um, sorry guys. Sorry, Jenny. Sorry, Mike. Don't work you guys to the bone. <laughs> no, but uh thanks for everything. Dang, 300, what the heck? That's and nothing. like we're That's doing nothing. four a week. Now. <laughs> I'm a podcast like nerd veteran. Like I've been listening for like over ten years. I'm uh, I try to pick up all the things that would work for us. I hope hope they are working. Hope we can, you know, incorporate more things too. So I don't know. Like Mike said, we're going to have some good things coming out. So, thank you, everybody. All right. And with that, wrapping this episode up, thank you all so much for listening. This has been such a fun thing to organize. Man, we must have had dozens of people come up here and talk. That was really great. Um, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.